two man game, TMG. Uh, get the news fast, AMG. Uh, game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this. Yeah, we're cutting to the truth, no, there ain't no narrative. Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year. For my team, TMG. TMG back again. Back TMG back again. Another one. You know what this is? Episode 35. What episode do you want to call it? KD. Why do you want to call it KD? Because you know what he was doing in 35. You know what he was doing in number 35. Oh, that's KD's number. Yeah. You forget him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about guy. Mm. Okay. The, the most unstoppable player in the NBA. When, when healthy. When healthy. Yeah, that's what Dame Dillard was not Dame Dillard Dame Lillard was saying recently arguably when himself is the best guy in the NBA did he is it, uh, Yannis said something similar uh, in that ilk as well and I think that's a good place to start let's talk NBA then you know who is the five, top five unstoppable players I just want a quick one before we get into that today as of today for this season top five unstoppable players okay means offense Yeah, basically offense. I'm I'm not talking defensively because if we want to do defense, I want a list for that as well. I'm not just defense. I'm talking about, I I talk when I say he's the best player. I talk about obviously all around, but also when people mean also they really mean offense. Yeah, I'm so obviously KD. I'm gonna Embiid, LeBron. Uh, my guy Jokic up there. And oh, the fifth one, Steph Curry. Stuff to give Steph pay Steph Curry's dues. Okay, unstoppable. I'm gonna put KD, LeBron, uh-huh. and Bead. Uh-huh. He's just such a big uh, a guy. I got all the unstoppable moves. I'm gonna put Steph because uh-huh. that three point shot uh-huh. is just unbelievable. And my fifth one, I'm gonna put Luca. Show me that he can make difficult shots and dif- at difficult moments, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm putting him in a list. Honorable shout out to Jokic, which I believe not that he's unstoppable offensively. He's got all the skills, but I just feel like if you put a big with length such as AD, it really does bother him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I wouldn't put Jokic in that list. But I do believe Jokic can get off his shot off. It's just that there's some discrepancy. Like there's some people that can. Kind of bothering. Mm, to this, but my honorable mention would be Kawhi. I feel about putting him in. He stocks, <laughs> he stocks, he stocks dropped a bit, but don't worry, he's gonna come back. Kawhi, unstoppable. The all cylinders. I would, I would. That, the that thing is, wet. the thing is, yeah. The reason why someone like Yanis is not on this list is because Yanis doesn't have the consistent outside shot. Yeah, we've seen what Yanis can and can't do, especially when it comes to the playoffs. You put that ball up, it's, it's long. I mean, hopefully the inside shot and the post moves improve to us. Uh, uh, a certain level that will make him a, a threat, and mm. you know when people have to honour his shot, and they also they have to guard against him coming to the rim, and he poses so many different um, diverse options. You know, it becomes very very difficult. So you know, Giannis, I still I still have a lot of Giannis stock in. So we're, we're still banking on him to improve in his regards, and you know, he's still in that twenty six, twenty five. So two more honourable mentions: Booker. I think Booker can get his shot in a lot of ways. He goes to that mid range shot. Got a consistent outside. I know it's all about him finishing out the rim, but that mid-range shot in the modern NBA is not a shot that many people bring out. Mm-hmm. I I really do respect that. Um, Tatum as well. well Tatum's got the full offensive off- 
repertoire. Mm-hmm. Just needs to put it together more consistently um, on that Celtics team. And then maybe Zion, you might... Uh, Zion there. Yeah, it's yeah. just a rim attacker, but he's so good at the rim that I have to... like. It's like how Steph is so good from three that it makes up for him not being maybe a finisher at the rim or he's not Steph good. He's not that... I don't really trust him going in with the trees. He's people, but you can, you can finish on the... Uh, he's not contact. Kyrie. He's very good at finishing the rim. But not yeah. Kyrie. Quite, quite, Kyrie's on a different level, but Steph, especially with the guys you know below the rim, 6-3 and under, 6-4 and under, Steph is very good at finishing at the rim. I, I would say that Zion's finishing at the rim is just as like of the level of Steph's from three, basically. That's how good a finisher at the rim Zion yeah, is. Probably. I mean, one guy we haven't mentioned is Dame Dollar. He's right up there. Oh, yeah. I don't... I, yeah, Dame, Dame, Dame is, Dame's got I the offensive of repertoire. Big, big dog. Big, what do you know about that? Yeah, man. Dame's, Dame's there, man. I just... Maybe Bradley in Portland, Bill? you overshadow him, man. Bradley Bill as well? Nah, I don't really respect Bradley Bill like yeah, that. He, he might be back-to-back um, scoring leader. But Bradley Bill in the clutch, have you seen his numbers? He's got some awful clutch stats. Especially this week against the Dallas. Well, he, the shot he got up for a, quality, a player of Bradley Bill's quality should have done better. Should have done better. Mm, interesting, interesting. Speaking of one of the guys you put that we both put in our top five of unstoppable guys, some guys you know, it's cool. Some people call him the goat. Some people don't call him the goat. Some people call him the whiniest. Some people call him the uh, whatever you know. The that part, of, the, part of the politician. This is that. That's Mister One One, Mister LeBron James. Last week he's come back from injury. Then he's gone back into injury. I mean, what are your thoughts on the bond over the past week and a bit? Uh, and the Lakers as well. He came back in fair because he knew the playing tournament, that's extra games. That's not the toll you need to come into the playoffs with. And the Clippers is looming as well if he gets a, a poor seed. Um, the one shouldn't rush himself back. I don't, I don't really think seeding should even matter to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're going to have to play the toughest teams. It might as well get them early. It is what it is for the Lakers. You're the defending champs. I, I, I think people are more f- afraid of you than you should be afraid of any other any other matchup, to be honest. Mm-hmm. LeBron needs to just get fully healthy. But the ankle injury, for someone like LeBron, that is a, a big impediment because his game is predicated on going downhill with pace, um, being a freight train to the rim. And if we can't do that, we're getting... St- um, jumper LeBron and you know what Jumper LeBron not really that consistent mm-hmm. um, so I would be afraid if they lose that and then a lot of onus would be on AD and AD is not he's not trustworthy at all he's not a consistent he's not a consistent he's not a consistent factor um, I, I believe and AD and Drummond I saw some of the, the numbers their net rating is awful when them two are on the, on the floor together Yeah, they get into each other's spaces um, the drummer can't space the floor. Can't he can't space the floor, and he's really bad finish at, at the rim for a big. Like not got very poor stats for a big at the so rim. So what does the drummer bring to the table? Rebounds and scoring. It's right? a rebound. It's a rebound and scoring. But you know, it's, defensively, you know, he's he's there to bother. Well, the matchup that the matchup where you need a big four is Jokic. I would say. Yeah, but he's not he's not really a good defender. He's, he's, he's athletic though, he can bother. That's he, it, that's he's it. A, he's athletic for his size and he's big, but he's not really a, he's not really a, a smart defender, a witty defender. That's not like got Marcus Gasol, even though he hasn't got the athleticism, he can bother someone like a Jokic and he's bothered someone like an Embiid in the past because he's smart, he knows mm. all the angles. Like 
he can outwit you, he can you know, second guess you, that sort of thing. Um, AD, this season has been a down season for him. Obviously, the injury compounded that. But even before the injury, he wasn't really playing his best ball. I mean, the lack of um, break from the finals, you know, he's been a, on record the lowest, um, the least amount of break from a, mm-hmm. a post of finals in any sport in NBA history, apparently. Well, in sports, American sports history, maybe even mm. more sports history. Yeah, just in American sports history, I would say. But, um, yeah, he wasn't shooting really well from the field. He's averaging like, you know, 23, 22, 21 points, something along, that, along those lines before his injury. I mean, but yeah, this was kind of seen as a season where they wanted AD to take the mantle. LeBron's going to pull back a bit. Like, as we said, AD, AD's not trustworthy. Whether it's health, whether it's just being the guy that has intangibles, like leadership skills you would want from some of his quality ain't really there. Like, for example, um, there used to be comparisons, see before we went to the Lakers, like someone like AD and Giannis. And AD skill-wise has more skills than someone like a Giannis. But AD wasn't able to uplift his Pelicans to be a better team, team than they were. Of course, the West Coast Conference was a lot more loaded than the East over the years, but basically the Pelicans should have been a lot better than they were. I mean, apart from that one season when they had Drew Holiday, Rondo and Cousins and they you know, got bounced by Golden State, obviously. But... Um, AD's not an alpha. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not. He doesn't have the alpha mentality, the intangible, intangibles which an alpha has, which he can pour into other teammates to make themselves better, to make you and your teammates better. Giannis does have that to the degree, you know, he can make the most of his team, even though he hasn't been able to go to the upper echelon to, you know, to be the best player in the world and take his team to the finals as of yet. But the Bucks are still, are, you know, because well, Chris Middleton as a second star, second star goes. It's quite a blah kind of star. I mean, he's got great shooting numbers though. He's a great shooter. I mean, Chris Middleton's weird because he has, he has very good skills. I don't know, but there's something missing. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little explosion of, of, of athleticism or something, but because he's a smooth shooter, he's a smart player, got decent handle, Good length. You just don't want him to be the main guy. Um, what's it called? Yeah, very good shoot, like I said. But it's just something that's missing from him. Like I think maybe, maybe it's a bit of intangibles. Maybe a bit of athleticism because he kind of he's kind of clutch. Apart from sometimes in the playoffs. Actually, in the playoffs, I remember that season against the Celtics where he was just shooting the lights. I, I, he, would, he was like shooting like something like seventy percent from three. What does he, what does he like to take into the next? He's level? a complimentary superstar. That's just it. No, There's a level of people that are like complimentary superstars. No, but what, because you compare it to other secondary superstars in the league, like I don't. Maybe his handle is not compared to AD. Compared to like someone like a Kyrie, um, a PG. People still put PG above him. Those guys, like he's seen as a level below those guys. Is, do you even what Jamal Murray was doing in the playoffs? Recently? Does Middleton have takeover ability? Does Middleton That's put it, yeah. fair into you? Like Middleton has all of that, but he doesn't take it upon himself. He's quite a l- mild. He's, yeah, he's mild mannered, and he lets the game go by him. He he plays in the flow of the game. You know, it doesn't take over the game. It doesn't take take the game to the opponent, uh, which is something you kind of need to be a superstar. He's a great complimentary star, and there's a, there's some people that that's just what they are. Like Paul George, we tried and put him in a role and typecast him as a superstar, but it's we know where he is now. He's a complimentary star. He he can't be the main man. I mean, before the injury, he, he was on track to be. Yeah, before the injury, but yeah, exactly. things like this happen. Uh, in fact. AD might be seen in history as a complimentary star if he doesn't if he doesn't do it by himself he'd just be one of the ultimate ones like Scotty Pippen is the ultimate complimentary star and there's just some people that are just for that role I mean where do you put the likes of KD is he complimentary or is he a proper star superstar he's a superstar man. he's a weapon absolute weapon, weapon. Uh, he's, a, he's a weapon him and Kareem they're different category they're weapons um, strange I mean I feel yeah I feel Middleton lacks that tenacity to take him to the next level. I mean, he doesn't really have the, the superstar level gear. I mean, most complimentary stars, aside from maybe a P 
Pippen. They don't really have... They have that, at times, that superstar like level to go up to. Whether it's, even though it's from a limited amount of time, they can push that gear. Middleton, apart from that, maybe that one game against the Heat where he went for like 30 cent and he managed to nick it, but it's very extremely rare that you see him initiate that gear, you know? Because you know when you have the car, obviously you're driving, mm. you're in drive, but put that thing in sport. He doesn't really have that. He could go up to gear five, gear six, gear seven, whichever your car is, but he doesn't have that put in sport does gear. He, does, does Middleton uh, will you to a win? Does he... He doesn't will you to win. He doesn't make his teammates better. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the main thing. Yeah. But yeah, going back to the Lakers, you know, the lost eight, the last 13, had a big wing against Denver, which many people thought they were going to lose, especially with LeBron being out for that game, so be out for the next two games. And it was the game against the Clippers as well, which is going to be today, um, the, uh, later on today. He's missing the Suns game as well. And the Suns are straight after the Clippers. It's, it's, it's something like, oh, he's missing the Portland game. It's a big game. And, big game. And, he, and he's missing the Suns game because... I heard he consulted with an ankle doctor, so he's taking a rest. Well, he's got two weeks. Well, and he, if they end up in the plane, in fact, I think the plane might even be, it'd be better for their season because you would rather want Phoenix than Utah in the first round. I know that that's just my opinion. I don't know how. I heard he's missing two games. So no, nah, nah, I there was reports today that he's seen the doctor. He's not rushing back. So. Damn. Damn, damn. The one needs to be healthy. I mean, so much on the line for him and his boys. He better be healthy because for NBA playoff ratings, it's very important that the Lakers that one, make it. The ratings are all time low, anyways, apparently. Because streaming and all of these things, he better make the playoffs. Oh, true. That, that is a big factor because people are um, they're discrediting LeBron, um, well, blaming LeBron for the lack of ratings, saying blah blah blah. It's political, too. Uh, uh, what's good? Polarizing, affecting the ratings. You know, and I was saying that obviously in the time. Where everyone's been staying at home more than ever, obviously with the pandemic and that they should, you know, naturally be watching more games and the range should be higher. But like, apparently the range for the NBA finals weren't that great. Yeah, because it was around NFL season. But you're just taking this is what people need to understand. You're just taking into account American the American numbers. You're not taking a, 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 into account eyeballs around the world. Yeah. And people around the world are watching we're watching TV. Access in sport now is so is so is so different to what it was in the past. You can watch for any sport in any different type of media and the ratings haven't caught up to that because they're just looking at TV. How many people really sit down and just watch something off the TV? You sometimes use your phone, sometimes you're using your laptop, you're watching football, you're watching sport for so many different type of media. I think every sport's like ruin figures are down though. Is it not like, is it not happening? Like they're not taking into account everything, which is very, very surprising in this technological world to that. We're not looking at all room figures. And then, for example, it's easier than ever to just watch sport illegally. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very um, smart that you, you pointed out because they do need to take that into consideration. I mean, like you said, back in the day, if you weren't watching on TV, you couldn't get anywhere else. Like you said, there's laptops, phones, blah, blah, blah. Um, like maybe so, so that's why boxing and MMA, they still do good, very good pay-per-view numbers because if you want to, obviously you can still stream it, but if you want to get the highest quality, like it's not going to really lag like that you're going to go to the pay-per-view and buy it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, what's it called? Um, basketball, football, whatever. You can still get Sky Sports streams to your laptop and to your phone mm-hmm. and still have the same quality as you have on your TV, sometimes even better quality. But they don't take those numbers that are streamed off the TV, which is something they need to do to catch up you know, with the numbers. There's, there's definitely a way for them to um, block illegal streams. I'm sorry. If if you're losing so much revenue to this, why don't you have dedicated teams to block these websites? You are multi-million 
dollar company, you should be able to find a way. You should be employing people that should be able to track these websites. You're just losing revenue. That's just pull from you. Employ someone for 35, 35k that save you two million. That will save you two million. Uh, that's just it's just, just cost effective. They're gonna have to pay way more than 35k. Just to find a data analyst to look at this, that someone just to serve the internet to see where the illegal stream is. It's not hard. Just type in free Premier League football. I'm sure you can check uh, about three or four streams. Maybe shut down a few streams, mm. but when you shut down three, four, another three, four come up. Yeah, but that's that's it. Your job should be overall evolving. There should be someone. If you really, really care about the yeah, revenue you're losing, why are you not making an effort to stop that? I like to think they do have someone because if they don't, that's just malpractice on their side. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of malpractice. But don't shut down VIP League. <laughs> VIP what? I don't know what that is, but you know. So on basketball, the Knicks, New York City basketball is relevant again. You know, people say it's the mecca of basketball. It's relevant again. You know, the New Yorks have a winning record. No, sorry, the Knicks have a winning record for the first time in, I believe, 10 or so years or or not 10 years, seven, eight years, probably since when Carmelo was there. Um, they're right now going to be fourth in the standings in the East. He's going to have home advantage, at least in their first series. I mean... Like so, I believe the record's at thirty six and twenty eight or something along them lines. They've won, I believe, thirteen of the last fifteen games. Could we see a, a New York, New Jersey, not New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets match up? I mean, talk to me. They get blown off the floor. They see the Nets, but what the Knicks have done is they built correctly. They built right. Mm -hmm. They haven't gone out and just got an aging superstar. They haven't done what they've done with previously when they got Carmelo. They mortgaged their whole team. Mm -hmm. Then they did uh, D Rose, Taj Gibson, and they got the aging superstars that didn't work. And what they've done is just rebuilt it with um, hungry young players, players that have a point to prove. Like Alfred Payton, it's got a point to prove in this league. Julius Randle bounced around the league, got a point to prove. RJ Barrett, they don't really talk about him that much from his draft class. So. There's a lot of unproven guys or guys that, that need to prove a point. And Thibodeau, he works them into the ground. Thibodeau's a good coach. Like, he got Minnesota to the, the playoffs, something they haven't achieved in such a long time. Mm -hmm. And Chicago were constantly challenging um, challenging Cleveland that, um, Cleveland and Miami at that point. So Thibodeau knows what to do. Like, he's a hard-working coach. Obviously, he does wear thin after a while the way he... He he coaches like he does drive the players into the ground like what he did to Butler, um, what he did to Butler and D Rose like he was playing them some crazy minutes. So, so um, uh, it happens. But they do need a superstar. There's talks that the superstar might be superstar might be asking for asking out of his contract to go to the New York Knicks in the in the long run. And whoever that superstar is, it's got a chance to be. Blossom, bro. It could be the biggest star in American sports if to go to New York and, and win. If, you're, if you if you win in New York and you're a superstar in New York, switch for the Knicks, that's gonna amplify your your status, your standing that tenfold is gonna be so so much. Why these team was on the back foot? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I was just looking, I was thinking, nah, this is disgusting. How you you need a goal, bro. But yeah, I mean, well, who's that superstar gonna be? I mean, you not believe in Randall? Talks of Lillard. Lillard. Lillard wants out. To be fair, where do you see that? I heard that Chris Haynes uh, reported. Uh, shout out Yahoo Sports. Mm -hmm. Shout out Chris Haynes. Good report. I actually like a lot of the stuff he does. Yeah, um, got the air to the ground, and he's saying that Dame Lillard is saying that he does. There's talks, there's whispers. I don't know. Right. I don't know what it is. It's just that it doesn't. There's no path for Portland. Like Portland have reached their peak. 
And yeah, once you reach your peak, there's not very much. What can they do to get better? If they lose this season, what's the move? There's a lot of club, there's a lot of teams like if they lose trade this postseason, if they lose this postseason, what's the move? So trade CJ, who do you get? I don't know. There's only one trade that works. I w- I've worked out the trade that works. What? If he if he managed to get CJ hmm. and Ben trade CJ for Ben Simmons, it works for both teams. I don't think you have to put another piece in. Like, um, CJ and who? I probably have to put maybe Covington and something like that. You have to put a piece in the ben first Simmons. round. Ben Simmons and Fingy could work. Ben Simmons is not. Ben Simmons is taking less shots. Ben Simmons regresses as an offensive player each and every year. Obviously, his defense is high, but this is not what we envision for Ben Simmons. There's a lot. What Ben Simmons is right now, he's drop, He's not a superstar. He's nowhere near a superstar. He's just about an all-star. And so we're going to start... We're going to have to start questioning what is Ben Simmons? Like, what's his goal? What does he want to be in this league? He's going to be um, a one... Well, it's going, to be, it's going to be a traditional point guard, I guess. Is he going to be a traditional point guard? Elite defence. Boy. You know what I mean? But, but a traditional point guard, point guard in this league doesn't really work. Unless you have shooters all around you. And Joe B, even though he can shoot, he shoot really well this season. You don't want Joe B spending most of his time on the perimeter. You want him in the paint. In a post, you know, causing damage. At least you want, you want him to give you a healthy doubt. How, both. Can, how can Simmons be a traditional point guard in this NBA where three points shooting is so important? He doesn't shoot. Well, I don't, I don't see a potentiality for his shooting to improve that drastically right now. I mean, I just don't see it right now. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but right now, the way he's, he's, his trajectory of his shooting ability is going, it's just stagnant. Even probably, like you said, he even declined as well. He needs to flip that script, he needs to turn on his head, and he needs to trend upwards in terms of his shooting. Because if he doesn't, the only thing can do is become a traditional point guard. But with the Knicks, number one, defence in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Knicks, defence, Ben Simmons. Um, the culture is strong. Like you said, Fibido has built a very, very strong culture. How long will it last? Because Fibido is good with a certain type of player, a certain type of star. But I don't think he's really good with the guys who have like an ego, superstar, those type of players. And if those players develop into one, which I don't really see at the moment, but you know, New York, you know, something gets your head. People can start speaking to your ear. People can start thinking they're, they're, they're the shit right now. I'll see, I'd like to see like how long that can last. It's like Thibodeau has like a, in his teams, it's like, it's like a time limit. It's limited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's, does, it's a, it's, there's an expiration date at, at the end. He needs guys that 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 haven't made it yet yeah. already. Yeah. Um, that's the issue. That That's what's normally happened. Is that when he has a guy that's made it, Maybe he can't resonate. He doesn't have that. Can't connect. Uh, yeah, them. can't connect with those kind of players. So the next is a perfect situation for me personally. If Randall's your main star player, I just like. Well, then what? How long can that last? Like Randall's a great. He's a good player, but if you can sustain this form, and then obviously you're gonna have to hope you can develop the younger players like Barrett and um, who's that? Who's the other um, rookie they got at the guard? Uh, well, quickly. Is it quickly? Oh, I, f- I think he's, he's in- topping. No, quickly at the thingy. Or is it, is it quickly, quickly is, is uh, the young guard they bought. From yeah, Kentucky. someone like that. They're gonna need you know to hopefully improve, um, get a few good pieces in you know trades and um, free agency, and then but yeah, because someone like a little company who's is a is a star, big time star, not a superstar, but a big time star, has an ego. Is he gonna really buy into what Fibido is saying? The thing is, though, I, with the East, you've kind of got this 
thing where you know Embiid is going to be in Philly for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you've got Yanis, and Yanis is set in the Bucks for five years. We know in next experiment, he's got another year, regardless of whatever happens this year, they'll run it back next year. So is there ever going to be a window for the Knicks to actually be the team in the East? Unless, what player can you get that's going to be better than Yanis or better than Embiid for the next five years? It's true. It's true. I mean, you probably won't get the one individual player would be better than those guys, but if you can put pieces around those guys, you know, you know the sum of the parts is bigger than the individual parts. So, yeah, the sum of the parts is bigger than the individual parts. So, hopefully... The Celtics are close. In fact, the Celtics are probably closer. It's, the thing is with the Celtics is this... Um, outside, of, outside of Brown and Tatum, not many of their players contribute. And the Kemba signing actually worked against them because they didn't know that Kemba wasn't going to be fit. So... I would say the next for the next let's say for the next five years, where do you project them to be? Like, what what, what would be what would, where would you rank them? Like, what's their future? What's, have they got the fifth brightest future or the fourth brightest future for the next five years? Is it all dependent on them getting a superstar? I mean, the East they can stay around this kind of level, fourth, um, get to conference semifinals you know, in a good year. Maybe if someone's injured, we get to a conference final. But it really depends if they can max out those individual younger players and see if they can actually improve to get to the next level. If they can, but obviously the Knicks, I'm not sure about their cap space situation. They've got a lot of cap space. They've got a lot of cap space. They can potentially sign a big free agent, which can potentially take them to the next level. And if they can, obviously they'll, I don't think they'll potentially get someone as good as Giannis or Embiid or a KD, but they're going to need um, star players to put around their current team and you know see where they can go from there. Mm. I mean, it's very interesting. We'll see what they can do. But you know the Knicks. But yeah, I forgot to mention, you. obviously you brought up Chris Haynes, elite level analyst and reporter from Yahoo Shout, Yahoo Sports. He, obviously, he's famed, not famed, but he's he's got a nice little podcast there, posted mm-hmm. up, very good, good one. Um, and he obviously had one Julius Irvin, a top 15 player of all time. Oh my God. I... I, I are we actually going to give what Dr. J said quick credence? Dr. J was talking like he's a young kid. We're talking from the perspective of him as a young kid. He's saying, these are the players that I grew up with. These are the players I faced. This is why they're better than any of the new generation. That's that's fine. Like, I, I'll allow him to give his list. But the fact that you don't have MJ first team, you don't have you don't have LeBron on the list, it just really doesn't matter to me. He doesn't have a lot of credence to me. How can you say LeBron is not a, a, in your all-time team? Okay, that's fine. I'll just see it as it is. It's the team of the eighties, uh, bro. That's all you know. He said that because LeBron is the leader of the player-generated. Don't super. So do we need to get started on him? Player-generated um, super teams. Do we need to get started? So what's better, the GM picking the super team or the players? According to him, is um, the GM or well, the one of more honourable ways the GM. So that's why. That's uh, so dumb. That's so why they penalise LeBron because so, 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 so for him having more control and more power, he penalised him. Is that is that is that an issue? So I can control my own destiny. I should let my destiny be controlled by someone else for me to be great. In fact, it shows more greatness that I can control where I want to be. I think it's a bit of sour grapes that the fact he wasn't able to do the same as LeBron was able to do. I feel that's the same with a lot of the older, older heads, that they weren't able to do the same what LeBron's doing now in terms of controlling his own destiny. Because if they did have the opportunity, even though, was, even though most of them would vehemently deny it, I believe they would have, would have taken the opportunity because... Especially how, especially in the NBA, how much people value wins and tr- and chips. You know, if you have the opportunity to choose your scenario that best fits you, 
and, you, and if you're um, smart enough to know what scenario best fits you, why wouldn't you take that opportunity instead of relying on a, a GM and a back office which may not be competent to put the right pieces um, around you? That's true. I hear them. They're just jealous. They're jealous of what where basketball's become. But we should be giving them credit because if it wasn't for them, then we wouldn't be in this in a situation of power. Like they they are the people that built this league, but yet they're resentful for what it's become. Yeah. Very, very weird. It's strange. I mean, yeah, Julius Evans, his first team was this place he grew up in my room. So people in the sixties. But like you had what? Yeah, Jerry West, you had um, Oscar Robinson, Elgin Baylor, Walt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, three guys on the same team. They were on a super team. Obviously not player generated, but they were on mm-hmm. a super team of their own. Um, then in the eighties, you obviously had the likes of Jordan, uh, Magic, uh, Bird, Carmelone, and um, Kareem. My only issue with the second team is, ooh, well, the first team, Jerry West shouldn't be there, Elgin Baylor shouldn't be there. They're legends of their own right, but they're struggling to make top 20 all the time. Um, Kareem and Bill Russell, no, no, Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, fair enough. Uh, who's the other one? Oscar Robson, you could have an outside shot for him. But my issue with the second team, even though that team's a lot better, because they're players who are apart from, well, Jordan, Magic, Bird and Kareem, guys in most people's top 10, is, my issue is Karl Malone. Karl Malone, if, when you look in his, you're going to have people, kids telling you, that, wow, Karl Malone is, what is what? It? Top five greatest players. Look at his stats. Oh, Carmelo's stats are crazy. If you just look at, there's gonna be people that look at basketball from a purely statistical viewpoint, and when they see Carmelo's stats, you be thinking, how was this guy not the best player of his generation? Yeah, and I mean, that's 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 what it is. I mean, if Carmelo had a chip, I think that that agenda could run. At least to some degree, to a, to a solid degree. If you had a chip, but you don't need to have a chip to be a great player. Like, that's why you Charles do. Barkley. No, no, you don't need a chip to to make yourself as a great player. And I and I think we need to get from this away from this. Obviously, to be an all time great, yes, you need a chip. Oh, yeah. But to be considered a great player, you don't need a chip. Like yeah. it's fine. You'll be just one of the greatest players to never win. Technically, what, the way people will see Carmelo and be like, this guy wasn't. Time, great. He just ran into the greatest player of all time, so they won't mark him down. I mean, Carmelo and Barkley, uh, Barkley, they're great players. In Barkley right. better than Carmelo. To be fair, but I don't really rate Carmelo's uh, points and all that. Is more down to longevity. Yeah. I'm not really a big Carmelo fan, and that's why you need to do more research for your own. Like people need to do research. Don't just look at the purely the numbers. Yeah, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. He's had some massive catastrophes. Man. I mean. Karl Malone and them guys there, yeah, they're great players. But if you want to go to upper echelon, you need to you need to be an all time great player. You need to win a chip. I'm sorry, there's guys that because at the end of the day, winning is a big part of a legacy. And you got it, individual accolades though. You got individual accolades, but all time great players they have individual accolades and they have the winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, Karl Malone, he had a good enough team to especially the two, especially the two years um, Jordan wasn't there. That's what separates him. No, 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 he was never winning when Jordan wasn't there. Why wasn't he winning? Rockets were probably the thing is I'll tell you this I keep on trying to tell you when the Jazz were good the league was more watered down yeah so around the time when Jordan left Jordan Jordan's second three peat is not as good as his first three peat mm-hmm. there was more teams in the league the league was a bit more diluted there wasn't that many stars the stars were were more evenly distributed per team that's why the Bulls were so much better like they got the seventy-two and ten season because there were so many. Cups. If you look at the bottom half, there were so many teams with 
all for, with less than 20 wins. Yeah. The, the, the second... So that's when the Jazz even started to capitalise because they had a team that had stayed together. The Rockets were on the decline. The Sonics had one good season, then Kemp fell off. Yeah. And uh, who else was there another Shout time? Suns. The Suns had fallen apart as well. Yeah. That's when the Jazz were the one or two. To prove that the Jazz weren't that great, were, were never probably that great, is when, when the Bulls broke down and they had a chance to win, who won? Yeah, I'm saying... When, yes, as I said, when the Bulls weren't there, when Jordan or when Jordan wasn't there and the Bulls weren't as good as they obviously would have been, you, can't, you couldn't get me one. You let her king uh, clean up two. You yeah, could get me one. After they had a chance, they had a the, the fifty the fifty game season. They still didn't win. The Spurs won, so they were never going to win. They were never had a chance of winning. They never had a and chance of why, winning. Obviously, unfortunately, the male man Carmelo, like I said, doesn't live on Sundays, and that's why you should be that team. I'd prefer they put if you put a in that team. If you want to keep it 90s and 80s, put someone like Hakeem. Hakeem, you know, has a very credible shot of being a top 10 player all the time. Carl Malone, you'd be lucky to be B fifth top 15. Very lucky. More time is it's between 15 and 30. Well, well, Hakeem did too. Shaq, Paul. People need to put more credit on his, on his name. What, this is Shaq that time. But something even more egregious than what um, Julius Irvin said is one, Scott Brooks, the, the coach of the Washington Wizards, you know, we're just about to scrape into the playing. Is what he said, and I quote: "I used to always say he's going to probably go down as the third best point guard ever, but I think he's past one, and he's going to go down as possibly the second best one. One is obviously Magic Johnson, as we know what he does. There's no point guard that's ever done it. Nobody, nobody." Brooks said. So Scott Brooks is saying that Russell Westbrook is going to be the second best point guard of all time when it's all said and done. I mean, as you said before, the statistics, the numbers, people get to people's heads. Just look at statistics, um, um, stat sheets, and basically people just start accountants and economists right now. They just look at stats and all stuff of that nature. Then actually watch the game because that's what um, Scott Brooks sounds like. You know, he's a coach. I'll, uh, the only thing I'm going to allow Scott Brooks to get away with is, is that he's your pl- his player and he nurtured him. So obviously he's going to say these great, mm. going to say glowing things. That that's what I will, I will Fair say. Fair enough. I'm, and secondly, Oscar Robinson speaks glowingly about Russell Westbrook as well, yeah. because if he speaks glowingly about Os- uh, yeah, about Russell, yeah, yeah, it makes him look yeah, good because yeah, he was getting the triple doubles. Yeah, so that's smart. that's another one. And then when it comes down to point guards, I I like Westbrook can't. I don't even think Westbrook being top ten point guard of all time is even. It's more worth discussing. Like who you like? There's, there's a lot of guys better than him at the point guard position. But being been... a point guard as a pro athlete though, like. Yeah. As a poor entertainer, Westbrook's one of the top, man. It's up there. I would love to see Westbrook live. His, his tenaciousness, his athleticism. But as a point guard, I've never really rated him. And I would never even consider him as a top top five or point guard of all time. He has a, he has a, he's, he has a case. He just has a stat, statistical case. Is he better than Chris Paul? No, he has a case for maybe top 10. Well, I think when he finishes, he'll probably be in the top 10. Maybe the back end of top 10. Like, <laughs> maybe 9 or 10. Unless he's how about yeah, managed I, to win the championship. We can list point guards better than him. I've got... There's a lot of point guards back there. I've got, yeah. I've got, okay, so you've got Magic, Steph, mm-hmm. Isaiah, mm-hmm. John Stockton, mm-hmm. CP3. Mm-hmm. Who else? I'm trying to think. Now, who, who, who can I? Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd Stockton, is above him. Steve Nash. Nash. Walt Fraser. Walt, no, no. The Walt one. Walt Fraser, he won a chip. Yeah, he won, he won a chip. We'll go back all the, all the years. People might say Bob Cousy. No, Bob Cousy, bro. 
if you look at his stats, he was in a stacked. Uh, not many teams there, but I, I wouldn't put Bob Kesey above Russell Westbrook. Um, some people might say Alan Iverson, even though I don't think so. AI is a shooting guard. It's a, basically a zero um, guard. Some people might say Chancey Phillips. Kyrie, Kyrie's better than him. Uh, some people say Kyrie. I wouldn't say Chancey Phillips. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nah. Awesome. Hey, that's yeah, but Chancey that Phillips is part of an iconic team, but I wouldn't say he's better than Big Shot Phillips. And then, and then this is Rondo better than, as a point guard than Russell Westbrook. I'd rather choose Runner to win me a, a game or a series, maybe mm-hmm. like the playoff, because like, he's more calculated. But overall, I don't think he's better than Runner because I don't. I, I don't think Runner's better than him because I don't think Runner could do enough by himself. Like I don't think Runner. Like Runner was the best player on the team. They'll, they'll, I, I believe they'll struggle to, you know, get seven and eight seed. That okay. type of thing. Is John when all of a sudden do you think John will have a better career than? Potentially, not how it goes. I mean, Jamaran, if he because he's athletic just like Russell Westbrook, he says, we need to see if he has that poise. That's what that's what's needed. The poise, you have the poise, the calmness, the control. You know. How about Lillard? Lillard has a good shout. I mean, that just tells me what it is. Like Westbrook, it's very debatable. Like with Steph, Steph can easily say I'm number two. Yeah. Steph could say at one point maybe if Steph were to win another chip, I can say I'm the best point guard to ever play this game. You'll yeah, never say that, bro. Just watch. If he wins one, no. if he wins one more, he's, still got less he's discussing. He's not in the discussion. He's in the discussion. Four chips. Imagine got four five. chips, and he gets an MVP and a Finals MVP. Imagine got five chips, three MVPs, three Finals MVPs. I think Steph needs at least. So, so, so one more Finals. He wins. He wins. He wins the MVP. And remember, he's the only ever unanimous MVP. Yeah. And he wins the Finals MVP. I think Magic, I think Steph, he wants to get in a Magic conversation. He needs another two more finals and he needs two finals MVPs. Yeah. If he gets that, then fair enough, we're talking. But I can never put him above Magic if he only has, if White Knight has zero finals MVPs and only, if he only has one. He needs at least two. Yeah. I mean, the things that Magic done, especially Magic. Uh, uh, Magic's uh, just an iconic figure for the game, but Magic. It's like Larry Bird. But As yeah. a rookie, jumping center. Messing with the Philadelphia 76ers, Julius Irvin's team. What, do you know what Bird was doing to him though? Bird was into magic. Bird won three MVPs in a row, you know. Yeah. He's the only man to ever do that. He's not the only man to ever do that. He's won three. I, I believe wasn't he thinking he done it? Will, Will or Bill Ross? I swear one of them has done it. It probably Bill. Well, yeah, probably if Bird didn't have his injuries. No, no, probably Will. I said, Will, they might have done double up. But I saw one of them's done it. I know Kareem won six and ten. But Steph Curry, hey, but hey, for Larry to win three in a row, that's mad. I mean, Steph Curry needs to get above Isaiah Thomas first. He's above, he's above Isaiah. Above. Steph, Steph and Isaiah are, are very from the same ilk, though. I like I, people need to put more credit on Isaiah's name, though. I don't like the way people talk about Isaiah, man. I, don't like it. I mean, as what Isaiah's done going through those teams in the eighties, coming out on top, especially towards the back end of the eighties. No, the way people talk about Isaiah, I don't like it. That's revisionist history on um, MJ's part. How do people talk about him? Just don't give him the respect he deserves. I think because. He's should have been, should have been on that team, bro. He should have been on the oh, dream yeah. team, man. Give the guy respect, man. Put, put I think, respect I think the thing with Isaiah, he used to have because he averaged like just under twenty and and just under ten assists a game. But it's a team, they're playing a team kind of basketball. But yeah, that number of assists and that number of points. But the thing is, Isaiah used to put up like twenty plus and ten plus assists before he started winning like, in the early eighties. Mm. But then obviously he had a presence of he mind. Learned, he learned the secret. To alter his game, you know, to get less stats, more about the team, get the ball moving, that'll lead to more wins. 
I mean, he could have got even got another chip if he didn't get injured in um, in that finals yeah, against the Lakers. That's the Lakers. Cool. We, um, my guy Joe Dumas, shout out to him as well. What, you know a I mean? great team builder as well. But you know, from basketball, we go to the football. Is that Tierney? Yeah, he's, I can probably he's, he's supposed to be he was supposed to be fit for the last game, but you know, Man United's protest. They got they locked off the Liverpool Man United game, Man United derby. Fruitless protest, meaning nothing. What did they achieve? They just locked off the game. Is, you think even convenience the uh, Glazers the Glazers don't put peas in so how's that affecting them there's only affecting their their own peas they're only affecting their own satisfaction is the game today's game locked off I don't I'm not going to respect my United fans until they go up to their Glazers yard that's it then I'll believe that then I'll believe then I'll believe oh they're trying to they're trying to lock off um, what's it called Sorry, lads. Um, sorry, sorry, audience. You know, ask games there. Sorry, 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 sorry. I can't believe that. <laughs> well, the channel. Let me see this. This is some pimple. Oh, hit the post. Hit the ah. post. But obviously, they're trying to. They're trying to force the Glazers out of the club. Trying to force them to sell up. Yeah, go Florida if you really wanted to sell up. Go to that's what they got. They ain't got bottle, fam. They're only doing it here, man. They don't really want the man out, fam. But they're protesting. How you going to Woodward? What does Woodward do? They littered and damaged things. One officer was hospitalized due to a significant slash wound. And G- hey, Gary Neville, we need to call him out for what he did. Yeah. Like what he did is he incited this. He incited this violence. If someone were to die or something like this because of you, that's just this is awful, bro. This what he did is awful. And in the context of of live and in sport, just because it's football. Just because it's football doesn't mean that you should incite this kind of violence. This is just skullduggery. This is fuggery. How did he incite this? He was saying that you should go out there, hand and fist, do this for the. This is not football anymore. People are not football fans. This is just cult, cult mentality. Yeah, People don't love the sport. They don't, they don't love the sport. All they care about is the team. The team gives them our identity. I'm really, really disappointed in what Gary Neville did. No one's taking the sport away from anyone. This is just football, man. It became a business a long, long time ago. It became a business when the the, the company you worked for made the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really disappointed in the way Sky acted. The Premier League doesn't need Sky. The Premier League doesn't need BT. And the sooner they realise that, the more money they'll make. And everyone will be happy. Everyone will eat. <laughs> very, very disappointed. Why are they not a Premier League channel? Why have they not thought about that? They don't need these people. It's true, true, fair points. I mean, my outtake from the process is potentially this could lead to, it's unlikely, but it could happen. Other clubs doing following suit. You know, Arsenal, they are unhappy with their owners. Maybe Liverpool, or maybe uh, um, who else is part of the Super League? Maybe Spurs. You know, could, you know, potentially could, you know, see a rise in, like I said, there's inside violence. Could we go back to the hooliganism days of the, I believe, 70s and 80s? I doubt it because there's too much camera footage going on today, but. You could don't be too shocked if you see an uptick, uptick in in violence. Okay, of nature. hey, you did business. Do you know Mendelo's Matrix? What's that? Educate us. When you're stakeholders, you got different stakeholders. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. The stakeholders are like the players, the TV channel. Yeah. Uh, the owners. Blah, blah, blah. The owners and then the fans. The fans, you fans, are low. You have low power. Like, mm-hmm. you don't affect the decisions as much as you think it is. The uproar that you cause doesn't mean a lot because there's other fans that will take your place. You might have a high level of interest. All you have to do, all the, all the owner has to do is inform you of the decision. He doesn't need to do, he doesn't need to um, make you part of it. He doesn't need to consult you. You're not even going to participate. All he's going to do is inform you because you have 
you just have high interest, low power. They Someone say, else will take your role. They say if, if the Arsenal Supporters Trust was to die right now, there'll be another Supporters Trust. I'll be like, support the decision. That's just how football is, man. Is that Chuck Weezy? Yeah, he's injured. I don't know what happened. It must have tore his ACL. They say that's it. They say fans are the lifeblood of the of the football club, but or the club. So what's happening now? What's been happening for the last year? No what's happening to football for the last year no without fans. fans? There's been no fans now. And what happened? Did football still continue? Of course it did. And guess what? The owner saw that and said, "Oh wow, we don't need fans for this to, for this product." The same shows that say that football is more than just a product, according to the football and entertainment sport, a commodity. They know what it is. Ultimately, this is a business. Oh, fair enough. What's the name of that matrix again? One more time. Mendelo's matrix. Mendelo's. Yeah, if you want to be a, if you're, a, if you want to know some stuff. Want to be business. an academic. Yeah, be an academic, man. Learn some stuff. Interesting. So going from obviously United to another team that was involved. Both teams are involved in a Super League or three teams are involved in Super League potential uh, potential breakaway. That being the two teams, three teams in the Champions League semi-final, Chelsea, City and Real Madrid. The second legs. Talk to me. If I was to look at all of them, there's only two disappointments. The two individual players that absolutely stunk it up. Hazard and Neymar absolutely stunk up their performances when their team needed them the most. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame both of them. Why not? I just think PSG were just PSG are lacking they're just lacking something and I think it's from their midfield Yeah, I think you mentioned something about a goal scoring midfielder which is it's true they have tacklers they have everything but their midfield is not good enough their fullbacks not good enough uh, so they they need to look at that I like Florenzi especially a couple of years but the other one's not good enough the left back they haven't they haven't they haven't uh, what's called replaced or even replaced they haven't addressed that position I mean they tried burn up for a while Bernard was when Bernard was a bit younger, especially I think I believe it was at Valencia, it was all right, but they never really addressed that position, that left back position. Because most of these top teams they have quality fullbacks and fullbacks, especially you know the uprise of Trent and Robertson too. It was even before them, but that's even examined it even more the need for quality at that position. I mean, PSG are too top heavy, they're too reliant on their stars. The others don't bring enough to the table. In City, you saw the others, everyone to a man was putting a top performance. I mean, PSG is, the, is Mbappe, Neymar, Dimiria here and there. Ratti, Marquinhos. Ratti, Marquinhos. But Ratti doesn't provide goals, but he does provide excellent. And then their goalkeeper, Kenny Adams can do stuff, but Marquinhos is like one of their main goal threats. Like, where are the goals coming from? And Mbappe, and really, the goals really come from Neymar and Mbappe. Icardi, it wasn't what they expected him to yeah, be. Which is, which is disappointing because they expected him to replace Cavani. If he did replace Cavani back to the Icardi we saw Inter, then you're rolling. But obviously that's not transpired. It's not transpired. Moises Keane is young, so you need to give him time. Dimitri is not just it's not an out and out goal scorer. In fact, I even prefer Dimitri as a centre mid. That's where that's that's where he brings more when he's more involved in the play. So when you play him out wide, you you lose a bit more of of Dimitri. That's what Ramjid did. Ooh. Yeah, because I, I like Dimitri cinema because if you have Dimitri cinema, you have three wingers that can provide you goals. Then your midfield now has what's it called the ability to bring an offensive threat. That's like I said, the problem PSG. The Ratti is nice and neat as he is. He's not really going to get you goals. Paredes doesn't get you goals. Diallo doesn't get you goals. Ghana Gay doesn't get you goals. 
Um, Herrera doesn't. Yeah, I had. A, I think he had one spell of goals no a few way, years man. back. But I'm right now, he goes. I'm not Herrera. Just being. A, he's got his career off being a rat. Do you know what I mean? I mean, City. They have so many options. They have so many threats. City, City squad is their like squad, their team. Their, their team. Their talent is well spread out. Like yeah. they got guys that can win it all over the pitch. They got people that know their roles. They got people that are underrated. Like for example, Zinchenko. Yeah. It's extremely underrated. He's a very solid player. He performs as well. He's he's probably a coach's dream because I don't think Zinchenko will step out of line. Like yeah. I like I like the way he plays. And he's been playing out position for a long time. Yeah, he's been playing out of position and he, and he still plays hard. Um, they send him mid. They got so much versatility. Obviously, I think they need a nineteen-year replacement. Uh, yeah, that that's something that is probably vacant because I don't think Rodri Rodri is it. And even with Rodri not being it, they're still here. KDB, obviously talented player but they don't even need him to play well to win like I don't think KDB had an amazing game uh, over the two legs like he literally yeah they had, I, he had a moment but obviously he just lucky, had moments the lucky goal I told you it was the lucky goal he done in the first leg the cross mm. and he was involved in the second goal yesterday with the yeah, pass yeah and then obviously I think it was coming out party for Mares Foden yeah. they both performed very well but even then I didn't think they even played amazingly they the, the star of the show was Ruben Diaz and that guy was immense like literally I think it was a very good performance from City top to bottom I mean yeah. I haven't seen City have a such a mm. unified performance from top to bottom the defence the midfield all the team system the block all unified in one all working to the same target Doesn't really didn't really give up that many chances at all like the team was nice to come back and it's rare you see a, a pep team that will be so balanced in that way where they defend at times they'll defend deep at times they'll press like there's so many, so many different variations in their style of play and their approach to their game they were very tactically versatile I mean that was a proper proper European performance and to seal, them, seal the deal but Ruben Diaz he's 23 years old the guy I mean fantasy. his first season at City he's completely transformed City's he's fortunes built, he's built like he's, this guy's wham he's wham bro I, when I saw him he was top I figured shit I need to do some press ups <laughs> myself like shit this guy is wham like yeah he's built for the top and even what he's done for John Stones like John Stones now starts ahead of Laporte would you have ever thought that before John Stones even looks solid next to him he looks like a proper centre back John Stones looks like the guy that we thought would end up he's being. gonna be yeah so yeah, a wonderful player. Yeah, I have a basin for company right there. And then look, moving on to the next game, if we're looking at Real Madrid, Real Madrid just needs a rebuild. They just lack athleticism. I think yeah. that's just the whole problem with La Liga at the moment. Just lacking athleticism, which is it's fine. Leagues go through these these phases. Um, I remember the last time the Premier League dominated Europe, and then eventually uh, La Liga came back with superstars. So it will happen. It just happens. Um, these go through cycles. They just need some athleticism. They need an infusion of youth, yeah. and hopefully that will happen. I, I don't really have much to say on them. I was I was more impressed with Chelsea. I think Kante just building on his big game resume. Yeah, surely he belonged. Yeah, like this guy's gonna have every single cup in his res in his um, in his pocket soon. I think the only cup he's not gonna have is League Cup. So he's even won a Europa. He's won a World are, Cup. He's been win, everywhere, fam. Are they gonna win the Champions League? Fam, he might, and if if it doesn't, Benjamin Mendy will win it, and then Benjamin Mendy can say he's one of the greatest players of all time. You know, Benjamin Mendy's gonna. Well, Benjamin Mendy can say he's one of the most successful players of all time. Yeah, he's gonna have it put it in his back pocket. He's gonna have that Dani Alves thing. 
Well, he's just winning cups, but Danny Alves actually contributed. But him is just going to have bare cups, yeah, doing compare, nothing. Don't compare to Danny Alves. Danny Alves is... Hey, Mendy can say... When Mendy's all sudden, he doesn't even need to say he played. He can just say, look at my medals, dog. But Danny Alves has the trophies and has the quality on the pitch. Has the yeah, ability. of course. Of course. Like, Danny Alves... Mendy's got no quality in the pitch. Like, even though I don't think it's the case, you can make a case... You can make a case Danny Alves is the best right back of all time. Even though I don't think that's true, but you can. He's in the conversation there and thereabouts. Benjamin Mendy. Best left back of all time. Is he even the best left back in Manchester City? Look at his resume. Is he the best left? <laughs> is he even the best left back in Manchester City? He's not the best ba- left back in Manchester, bro. No, he's not in Manchester. He's the best man- left back in Manchester City. Yeah, he's not the best left back. You know I'll take mean? Zinchenko over him, bro. But yeah, Chelsea, like you said, the youth, the exuberance, the energy, they just ran Madrid off the pitch. Like, the Madrid, look, the Madrid looked so sluggish. They was lacking pace. They were lacking cutting it's like everyone was coming to the ball. No one wanted to make the bursting runs, get behind the, the defence, stretch the defence. They were relying on their quality, like the technical quality and experience. But Chelsea, because when I was watching the game, I was thinking Chelsea needs to be careful because they miss a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Like again, they're winning all the first, second balls, they're creating chances, but they're missing a lot of chances. And when you miss chances to that extent, you keep a team like Madrid in the game because Madrid, they, they won so many games and they're playing poorly. Mm-hmm. But obviously back then they had a certain um, figure up top or figures because even because Ronaldo Bell they're not there anymore. That could, no, 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 just Bell. That, that's that's Messi. That's when Messi. Bell and Benzema haven't been there, but well, when Bell's not there, but they don't have a big moment. This guy, but as yeah. much as people insult Bell, I as a Real Madrid fan, how can you insult Bell? Do you know what Bell's done for your club? He's won you like two two champs just by his pure performances. Oh, he's got to be bad. I mean. <laughs> Bell has he has I mean Bell's just weird because he's one he's like obviously I'm a type of guy that you know we need you for the the big moments the clutch moments but everything else for Ramjid Bell was obviously more time injured I thought that's what you intangibles man you talk about intangibles you talk about big moments no you, you, need you do it. and Bell always does that though he's done that in abundance but everything else is really ever there you know what I mean like obviously the big moments are the most important, but you need to be there as you need both. Like, you need to be there for the most other games, like put up your numbers. But you also need to be there for the big moments. No one cares as well. about the goals school against farmers, bro. In, no, 50, in 50 years, so, it's so, legacy games. So why don't the Real Madrid fans respect him then? They don't need to respect him, but we know what Bell is. But Real Madrid fans are just weird like that, bro. They boo Ronaldo, so I don't. You just just don't even. Real Madrid fans are just they're, they're the highest, like they're the most demanding fan base you ever. Yeah, well, and they're still not as bad as the British media, so it doesn't really matter. Like. They has a laughing. It doesn't mean nothing. What do you mean not bad? British media. They get on British media is worse. British media come to your yard, bro. Spanish media not coming to your yard. What do you mean? Spanish media. Spanish media is light work. What, what the British media will do to you? What do you mean? Look at the British media. We're trying to do for the Super League. They were getting on um, to dons. Ah, uh-uh. they need a dubious goal. I mean, that, we, obviously we're not in Spain, so we don't know how <laughs> we, we don't really get to feel what's going on. Obviously, because we're not there. But the only time I've ever seen Anelka talked about it in his documentary. What do you say? Saying that Spanish media were onto him in his yard, outside his yard, and stuff like that. So it's getting bullied, you know. Well, yeah, Neymar and and Hazard. Is it the end of what well, the eras? When did the era start? But the era's done, basically. Some disappointing. The era's done. The era's done in the same week, in the space of two days. It seems. Can they bounce back from this? Died the same year as Ronaldo and Messi. Shocking. Well, Ronaldo and Messi's era might even. If they, if they come back firing all um, similar next season, they might. Hey, at the end of the day, it's. it's we just have to be careful because for me personally, I'll just say this. If you really don't get top four foot, Champions League football, Ronaldo's out of there. So 
that's the thing. And then Messi's contract situation is up in the air. Barcelona are doing everything they can to keep him. I'm hearing Messi's going to stay. They're getting a... Huh? I'm Messi wants to stay. No, 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 no. If he does that, then he's done, yeah. then If, yeah. if he does if that, he does that, that then, I, then we're not going to talk about him on this show. Like, if he not. does that... If, we're not talking about him on this show. I, we're all talking about him on this show. No, we're not. I'll call him a We're coward. not going to talk about him. I said if he leaves, I'll avoid the season. If he stays, the season will not be void. No, it, they might win the league, you know. You do know that. But at the end of the day... If Messi stays, I don't want to hear nothing from him. And and in fact, that means that that, that era of Ronaldo Messi is done. Yeah. Like, I, like, we're into a new era. Now we're going to start talking Halam, Mbappe, Foden. That's the area that we're going to go into. <laughs> King Foden. King Foden. King Foden. That's the guy I'm going to put all my stocks in. My Messi stocks. Put them into Foden. Put them into F-Boy Foden. And F is for the front, though. Inter Milan won the Serie A. Breaking a nine-year hold, stranglehold. Give Lukaku his flowers. Lukaku, 21 goals, I believe 10 assists in 33 games. I'm just giving him these flowers. He's been the main man. Yeah, man, they both Juventus, strangleholds. Great performance from, from those inter men. Conte always guarantees you a title. The 19th chip. Man, great performance from inter. I, I don't really have much to say on this. To be fair, they got a bit fortunate because they're out the Champions League, or well, they're out of Europe early and they're out of the cup kind of early Conte's as well. Crap, crap in. No, they're not out of the ship. They're in the cup. No, they beat AC. I heard that out of the cup. They beat AC. Hmm. Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. Um, they're crap in Europe, though. In Conte's always been crap. crap in Europe. Yeah, it's absolutely awful in Europe. I, but I, he does what he did. He wears players thin, and his worst enemies coming to the league. So I hope he's ready for that. Hope he's ready for what? His worst enemy. Who's his worst enemy? Do you know his worst enemy? Oh, Jose. Roma. That's be very interesting. That's his worst enemy. Do you know that them two be beefing for a long, long time? They be beefing about yeah. match fixing. They be beefing about all of these things. I don't know why Conte and Mourinho have beef, but... They're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, man. They're just stubborn guys. The thing is with Conte, Conte actually wears players thin as well, so I wonder how long that's going to last at Inter. Well, I've given him his fast for this season at least, you know. Ericsson and Persic, he plays like that. He, he, he rejuvenated. Right. Rejuvenated Ericsson. them. Ashley Young as well. He's done, done his job there. I mean, let's, I just hope they can progress, go to the next level, be a threat in Europe once more. See what they can do there. Italy haven't been a threat in Europe for a minute. No, they Since haven't. Since Juve. Uh, oh, God. That's why I talk, tell you people about Bukayo Saka. Guys really, really bank on this, on this, on this guy. Look at the other guys of his generation. Look at Mount yesterday. Look at Sancho. Look at Foden. <laughs> I can bring the list. The list can go on. What teams are they playing for? And and, and Saka's, I think the youngest, maybe a year. But the only guy that I'm really scared for is uh, Anthony Fatty. He's had a few injuries. He's had a few injuries, and he's had like three meniscus surgeries, which at this quite, age, it's quite yeah. scary, bro. I mean, quickly to round up, I haven't touched on boxing in a while. The goal, Billy, Billy Joe. Well, there's Billy Joe's Saunders as well. There's the goat, Floyd Mayweather. I'm really just honest. I think we're going to touch that in Let's depth. Talk about next week, episode after the fight. Yeah. But um, Floyd Mayweather, he's going to kill boxing. These YouTube fights. So the money's It's going to kill boxing, bro. It's set to kill it. But do you know what he's going to do? It's going to make. It's going to take the attention away from the people that have been fighting, with their dedicating them their life to this sport. Like mm-hmm. now, you're going to have to become a personality. 
Maybe this is actually maybe actually I'm changing my stance. Do you know what? This might be good for boxing. Fine. This can make the fights that we actually want to yep. see happen. That's what I was gonna say. It's gonna put pressure on that because they're they're gonna back the promoters and the fighters into the corner saying, if you wanna make this sort of money, you wanna have this sort of relevance, these are the fights that you need to be putting up. Because they're the only fights that can compete with a guy that has three million followers on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever. Because that's essentially what they're doing. They're getting paid with your numbers. So all the guys that have been following the pools from when they were kids that watching the YouTube channels, all those kids, they're going, and probably now like 14, 15, 16 maybe, they're going to the boxing and then taking all those fans and taking them to and bringing them over to boxing they're buying the pay-per-views they're watching the fights and to be fair Ray Logan and Jake Paul lined up saying like yo we're bringing these guys to boxing and, and they're going to get take an interest in that like them to boxing and hopefully they can partake in boxing so that'll you know generate more numbers into actual boxing at the grassroots level until someone gets hurt that means just, they're going to they're going to be they think Jake Paul has been beating thumbs up this guy is actually serious in the boxing now uh, as for Logan though he lost the KSI it was a close close fight you know Yeah. I don't know why we're analysing that it's just, it's just so weird to think that we're analysing Logan Paul and KSI so they've had two close fights I think Logan even won the first one to be honest yeah. if I review but yeah maybe it's a good thing for boxing maybe it can actually Push put pressure, pressure. Yeah. maybe they can have like a Dana White UFC situation that's what my dream is for boxing I don't see that man it won't happen because there's more money and the, the promoters control so much but I really wish that boxing had that kind of UFC thing where the fights are not controlled by those people that they actually just throw them together this is what it is it's the, just too many the only way they it's could just too many do faces similar even though I don't think there'll be an independent authority like Dana White is in UFC is if they what's it called um, strip away the relevancy of certain belts because there's too many belts. When there's too many belts, it gives people too many opportunities to hide away from, shy away from certain facts that need to be made. If there's only one, two belts in the division, if you want to be notified and um, recognised as a world champion, you have to have this belt. So that means you have to fight this guy. If you don't... But if you do that, you, then certain federations are gone and there's federations... Yeah. I mean, hopefully you can get federations to link up together, blah, 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 but obviously... I mean, it's gonna be difficult to do because yeah, you know that's just duplication to, to, of rules, you know, duplication rules, of, regulations to yeah. well, basically just strip away the uh, a, a federation's relevancy or organization or an organization's relevancy. But that's the only way. Because Floyd Mayweather touching there's too many belts. Like too, so many guys can call themselves a world champion, but they're not true world champions. So many fake world champions. We need real, authentic champ world champions. You know, guys who are actually mean what the title says like when you look at them they're a real beast they're not a, a paper champion as they say or an email champion the guy just talks and then you know he's beat one guy through a mandatory or mm. blah 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 when he fights a, a recognisable guy or a decent fight he loses you know what I mean so that's the, that's the best way to do it for boxing but it's easier said than done but yeah just to round up you know what's he made of our, he can't go over 160 pounds he's 5'8 reaches 72 Jake you know, Logan Paul 6'2 you can't go for um, 190 pounds which is 76 what yeah, that's oh, do you know what 190 pounds is yeah. that's 90 kg yeah. that's quite light for a 6 foot 3 he's a big gun you know he's 6'2 6'2 yeah maybe he can make that that's Russell Westbrook basically pay-per-view num- uh, figures uh, pay-per-view for what's it called um, prices so far $50 50 a pop and, and in, in a um, platform called Fanny Famio that's, that's the only one I've seen so far I mean, but going back on the dimensions, Romero was 5'8", he reached 72. I think he only does him by four inches and he's six foot two. It goes to show you that like, Florian was just natural um, gifts. Natural length. That, and that's, that's, what gave him, that's what gave him a bit of his advantage because he had the quickness, he had the, the boxing ability, but the natural length to be at that size when you're finding that, at those weights, 
you can go, you can punch guys. You can be first to punch. Those guys can't reach you because you know your reach is so much higher, and you got the quickness as well to go in and out, and the skill, and, and when he was younger, the power. Those, those natural gifts he has was also a big reason. Just like that. Uh, but this is just how many joke fights he got. Yeah, the McGregor one was too funny. Bro. I don't know how. To, when I look back at it, I don't know how they were able to make that fight an actual official fight on his resume. McGregor is but the whole thing is about that McGregor fight. That's the best build up I've seen for a fight in a long time. Of course, oh, yeah, the build up was great. The Logan Paul one, I think it's everybody feels quite light, but don't worry, it'll ramp up in the next I, couple of weeks. I mean, Logan Paul probably generated most of the hype, but it's just going to be inauthentic because we see McGregor and whatever, and McGregor fans, obviously, because McGregor's a fighter, mm-hmm. people at least had the opportunity to believe in McGregor. You know what I mean? He's usually fights great stand up, so they had a reason to bank on McGregor. Logan Paul is own one in boxing. He's never really boxed. He's never really. Fought. He never fought. He has no resume in combat sports for people to bank on. Like even his greatest, most ardent supporters, they can't really support him because there's no basis. You know what I mean? And obviously we've seen McGregor as well. McGregor, and he lost. He's really kind of sh- shut down that um, opportunity. So see someone that's even less qualified than McGregor in a boxing ring, way less, or in any ring or any octagon of any sort. People can't really get behind him. And think he's gonna win, but you know. Maybe gonna stop. He's gonna make money. They're gonna make money. Shout out to Logan Paul. Gonna probably make like 40, 50 million. Why not, man? Yeah, mate. Make it happen, man. Anyway, thank you to another episode of TMG. Make sure you like and we subscribe. Out. Make sure you like and subscribe. Oh yeah, us on all channels, mediums. But yeah, we out. We out. We, we out. out. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, Because naps are good when people wake you up. Because I don't wake up with my naps all the time. You're supposed to wake up naps with my nap, but both of them work. No, because when I when I nap, like half the time I wake up, the other half I don't wake up. So you know what I mean. So I'll, I'll say I'll do an eight to nine or eight to nine thirty nap, and then I'm.